welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again, and we have a uh, very a fun one in store for all of y'all today. We are welcoming on, for the first time, Big Game Leroy to the show. Um, <laughs> and it's a, it's a big moment to have Big Game Leroy on, because, you know, obviously he has been out after suffering a, a torn ACL um, last year, um, nearly one year uh, recovery time here, but he's coming back and he's stepping into the ring for the first time this coming weekend on February 18th at Wrestler's Lab Show Abunga 2 in a fans bring the weapons match. Um, and we had the chance to sit down with him and chat all about that experience of, you know, recovering from the injury, what it's taught him. We get into discussions about some of the, the mentalities around toughness and, you know, working through injury and like all these different things here and there, but also about his return to the ring and the excitement that he has. He has, he really has a lot, um, you know, being gone for so long and, and, you know, working on himself to, to bring himself back to, to this spot. And, you know, we also, you know, talk a little bit about queerness, obviously it's this show. So, but no, no, it was just a really interesting conversation that I had with, uh, with Leroy and I'm excited to share it with all of y'all here today. Um, before we get there, just want to touch on a couple of things. Obviously it's been a big, uh, news month. In the wrestling space, you know, not just because of the ongoing um, stuff centered around the Vince McMahon um, sex trafficking lawsuit and federal investigation that we now know is continuing to be ongoing there around that. You know, we had the added details about Ashley Massaro that came out in recent weeks. And then, you know, outside of the WWE space, we also have had a, just a whole lot of... Um, upheaval in leadership at various pro wrestling companies you know obviously the Rossi Ogawa stardom situation has continued um in the way that it has a lot of questions that probably won't be answered until March whenever contracts are up and we see what Rossi Ogawa's uh new promotion kind of looks like as it takes shape um then of course the exit of of Scott Demore or rather the the um the letting go of Scott Demore by Anthem um, you know, and and kind of casting this renewed TNA into a, a I don't know if it's a different path, but it's definitely a yeah you can call it a different path. I think I mean you replace leadership, there's going to be a different path. But you know, just that taking everybody by surprise there, just I don't know. This is there's just been a lot of um interesting and um thought-provoking stuff that has come up in the wrestling space, especially among like the major promotions there. But one story that we really want to focus on here is, of course, we saw Tuesday on NWA Power, Maxi Impaler defeating Mims, becoming the unified NWA World TV Champion, um, You know, winning the men's TV championship belt there to go along with their women's TV championship belt. Huge moment for non-binary pro wrestlers, huge moment for Max, another historical moment made in the pro wrestling space after a huge 2023 that saw multiple, <laughs> uh, enough to you know, propel them to the number one spot on the QWI 200, in my mind. Uh, it's just a, a beautiful thing to see in, in the moment and what it really represents for like how Max's work to be perceived beyond the gender binary that pro wrestling, especially major televised pro wrestling still subscribes to. It's just a really cool thing to see that kind of play out in not just the match result, but also like, you know, who they're putting titles on, which titles they're putting on people and that sort of thing. And, and just showing, continuing to show that, you know, Max places their own trail. Um, and while that is one that is definitely catering to their own success in the pro wrestling space. It's one that's creating pathways for non-binary, gender-diverse, gender-fluid individuals to see where they can find success on these larger stages. You know, the independents have shown that you can find success. Now, with, 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 with Max is doing, I would even 
goes as far as to say what Abaddon is doing and some of the stuff that Sunny Kiss did when, whenever you know she was with AEW. They're showing that there are pathways now in the major televised companies. They may not fully get it right now, but more and more some are. And hopefully those mindsets will trickle and spread to the other companies. And, and you know, as we continue through the years and decades of non-binary identities being in the progressing space, we'll see more and more of that being accepted in the same way that we are seeing with Max and Payne right now. So huge congrats to Max. Um, and then moving to the independents real quick, have to shout out for the culture. You know, obviously um, the collective events in Philadelphia have been announced there a lot of them have sold out um but we haven't gotten a ton of matches for some of the shows that are you know the ones that we focus on here on this show a lot you know with the big gay brunch and before the culture but we got our a match that i think is going to be a, a huge one <laughs> for for the culture billy dixon is taking on darius carter again um as billy put it get his lick back um, obviously, if you, if you watch the Uncanny Attraction show from this past weekend on IWTV, like Billy has just been doing outstanding work down there alongside Eddie McQueen as the gatekeepers. Um, which, by the way, kudos to Uncanny for for booking a, a no ring show during South by Southwest in March. That's a really interesting idea, and I think it's going to put a lot of eyes on them. Not to mention the the, the partnership sponsorship, however you want to qualify it, with um, with the Rocks Tequila Company Terramana. Really cool to see there. But obviously, Billy and, and Darius, that is a rivalry. That is a story that it goes back years at this point. Um, and it's just really cool to see that take that matchup, you know, which has been such a key part of Pro Wrestling vibe throughout its lifetime um, up until its final show last year. Get uh, a stage like, like GCW for the culture during WrestleMania weekend and to show what these two have been doing with one another for those for those years uh for the people that maybe weren't paying attention to pro wrestling vibe we know so i'm really excited about that match i'm i'm giddy personally to see it again <laughs> so uh it's really cool to see there uh, all right i think that's going to do it for for me rambling about wrestling stuff for right now um but yeah Let's let's get into some more rambling, but with someone else there to ramble with me. Let's let's talk to Big Game Leroy. What's up, guys, gals, and non-binary pals? Welcome back to LGBT in the Ring, and I'm very pleased to have as my guest this week someone who is on the comeback trail and is set to make his return to the ring on February 18th at Wrestlers Lab Showabunga Two. Oddly enough, in a fans bring the weapons match which I don't know if that this might be the first time somebody's come back to the ring in a match like this, <laughs> but, but <laughs> it's all right though. It's all right. We're just glad to have him back. We have player one. We have the game changer. We have big game Leroy here with us today to chat all about it. How are you doing today, Leroy? I'm doing pretty good. I, I, I've also had that reaction. Um, I don't know, like you guys might not believe me, but genuinely, uh, so it was the tag match and it was announced, and it was like, oh, Leroy is a big surprise at the end. And then I think a week later, uh, it's like, oh, what if we got experimental? And I'm like, what does that mean? Gonna repeat, <laughs> see what that means. Then it's fans bring the weapons match. I'm like, oh, all right, I should probably hit legs again today. <laughs> <laughs> now, I haven't had like many like face-to-face -face personal reactions with Chris. We love Wrestlers Lab on the show. We sponsored <laughs> Wrestlers Lab in the past. But, you know, you knowing Chris better than I do, like, Whenever you hear the the whenever you see the wrestlers lab like Twitter account tweet out, let's get experimental. What does that start to conjure in your brain, like knowing your interactions with Chris in the past? <laughs> I um I I thought maybe like there'd be like a a special talent being brought in, or there would be like a really cool like discount or promo or an awesome sponsor being brought in. Because in the past. This is a new level. We we he he kicked it up a, a level for sure. Cause I was like, oh, first time fans bring the weapons match. Oh, I'm in that match. Oh, cool. All right. Um, hopefully I'll bring me some good weapons and I could beat uh Max Zero in the head with it. <laughs> I'm sure that there will be plenty of of very fun options that are that are brought by the fans. Yes, there. just no people, no organics. There was a lot of we put a lot of rules there. Please. Yes. And and a lot of people keep. Why do you why do y'all want us to hit 
each other with babies. Y'all, y'all keep saying, can I bring my child? And it's like, I've seen, I'm like, please, no. Mm. I don't want no children. I don't want to hit someone with a baby. I'm good. I'd no. rather not. No, if something's sentient, we don't we don't want to use that. <laughs> yeah, like, like, no, just, just if you got old controllers, got old broken consoles you don't need no more, please mm. send them my way. I will take them and I will crack all of them in the head and the bodies with those systems. <laughs> I think I think the use. I think the rule should be like go back and watch your like no ring death match with Cass. Yes. And and like look at what you used in that. Like, okay, that's the that's the that's the sort of stuff we're talking about here. <laughs> yes, please. I mean Cass always has like a spiked dildo. So I mean I we'll even take that. I mean it's gonna be a lot of kids there. So maybe yeah. maybe not the dildo, but um you know like listen if you got something sharp that isn't glass or whatever something solid i'll I'll, I'll hit them with it i don't care i'll do it (laughs) no well obviously this it's a big moment for you coming off of the the knee injury you've been out of action for almost a year at this point and you're getting to step back into the ring with with a company that i know is near and dear to your heart um we'll we'll get to that in just a second but like i brought up like the um because sorry it just dawned on me that like there are a couple of like matches and and things that are interesting to me to talk about with you from prior to the injury as well um because it feels like you know you've you've been out there doing some interviews heading into this comeback and talking about like this you know not necessarily like an evolution of big game leroy but like a new like a new version of big game leroy right um in a way and it's been interesting to kind of like try and deduce what that might be just looking at your track record like prior to getting hurt like some of the different things you've done obviously you've wrestled for evolve you've made appearances on AEW dark you've done no ring deathmatch stuff with Kaz, um and all of the it's all these different like sort of ideas and twists on the like i guess like the the core mechanic of big game leroy in a way um what looking at like how all the different ways you've adapted this like this persona to all these different worlds of pro wrestling like how how has that sort of impacted this idea of a a like a new big game Leroy that's coming back on the 18th um it's it's been interesting because I've always I I am I've joked a million times with personal friends of mine that I probably have undiagnosed ADHD like I get very bored and distracted very easily so. I would struggle trying to be the same big game Leroy every single day. Like I would struggle. So um, I feel like staying ahead of the game. God, I'm not going to be able to stop doing that. Am I? Um, it's all right. I apologize <laughs> in advance about all the puns. Um, it's on brand. But, <laughs> but trying to stay ahead has never been a difficult thing for me because I enjoy doing that. I love going, okay, I just did this, but that's going to get old real fast. Let's see what else I can do next. Like, okay, like, let me do no ring death matches because no one will expect me to do those. And I can bring something else in there because, yeah, maybe I don't have a million scars over my face. I'm not, you know, bringing glass and stuff like that, but I can bring SNES cartridges. I can bring a GameCube. I can choke Cass out with a GameCube controller wire. Like, we can get a little creative there and bring something a little different. I can uh, smash him over with a Guitar Hero controller, you know, like one of the old Guitar Hero guitars. (laughs) Um, You know, and like... I enjoy finding those different aspects of myself because it's like, oh, this is still me. Like, it still feels very authentic to what people expect from Big Game Leroy, but it's different. It's kind of like you go to an ice cream store and maybe you're like, I really like chocolate. Okay, what about Rocky Road though? Or what about if it's chocolate with a little swirl of Nutella in it? Or what if it's chocolate with strawberry sprinkles sprinkled in there? Or what if it's chocolate with fudge brownies in there? You know what I mean? Like, Yes, big game Leroy, you're going to have a decent idea of what you're going to get. But if I can surprise you and I can offer it in a different way, then I don't know. To me, that's the most engaging art. That's the most fun you're going to have with me because, you know, I think it's about giving you guys a little bit something that you won't really expect, you know? No, I can totally understand that. And I think that adaptability is, you know, important, you know, in the pro wrestling space, definitely. But also just, I think, really in, in any space, just life in general yeah. <laughs> at many times, especially considering some of the, the curveballs that get thrown your way. You know, we, we talked about it at the, at the beginning. Um, you know, you're coming off of this knee injury that's, that's kept you out of the ring for almost a year. And, you know, I think as, as a, as an athlete, as a wrestler, like 
those kind of injuries are probably the biggest curveballs that can get thrown at you at times. Um, obviously, talk to me. You don't have to necessarily talk about like the the moment that that it happened. You know, in the match with Dan Maff at, at We Love Wrestling or We Are Wrestling. Sorry, and mm-hmm. uh, but um, you know, I will say like I was. In, I, I was surprised and, and impressed to see that, you know, because clearly you can see that in the footage of the match, like there's something wrong, you know, um, prior to you jumping up and getting that crossbody off off the top. How <laughs> the hell? Crossbody. How did you, how did you like continue and to pull off that like spots like that in that match <laughs> after, after like, because you had to be feeling something. I, I don't know. I, I showed it. So my first day of physical therapy, I showed it to the guy. Because, like, you know, you tell him you're an athlete or a wrestler. And he goes, oh, yeah, what kind of wrestling? And you're like, well, it's like WWE. And let me just show you. And so I showed him my phone. So the first thing I had on my phone was the clip of that. And he goes, oh, that's pretty impressive. Was that uh how you tore it? Or I was like, oh, well, you know, based on what how I felt and stuff, I had tore it like a, about a minute and some change ago before then. And he was like, wait, you jumped off the ropes, landed on somebody, came down to the mat and got back up with a torn ACL. And he said it like that. Then he had a hushed face. Then he went to the back. Then he talked to some nurses. Then he came back and said, young man, people don't do stuff like that. (laughs) I was just like, I, I don't know. I said, I mean, I guess the adrenaline. He's like, I understand adrenaline. Adrenaline is incredible. Adrenaline can help you tip over a car, but this is another level. Like, <laughs> is that like a badge of honor for you now that you defied the minds of of medical professionals? <laughs> yes, I um, I definitely think um, I I didn't get into wrestling for uh, tough people moments. I didn't get into something. Oh, I'm so tough, whatever. But um, I think that's got to be up there, right? I I do. I don't like romanticizing, pushing through like serious injuries. I don't think that that's something that should be, but I did grow up watching like, you know, heroes of mine push through injuries to finish matches and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm proud that I was able to finish the match. And obviously, uh, you know, I don't think I risked any further injury because, you know, it ended the way it ended. But um, I do think the fact that I was still able to push through and like, I was just focused on, Hey, all right. My like my knee feels funny. I don't like the way that feels. Okay, if I can climb up to the top rope, I'm probably fine. Does the crossbody? Okay, that felt good and normal. I'm probably <laughs> fine. Tries to get up, tries to throw a drop kick. Oh, that does not feel good. That was a really crappy drop kick. What's wrong with me? Oh, I can't run. Oh, I'm on the floor now. Oh, that's what's wrong with me. That's why my drop kick sucks. Because <laughs> I think in the footage you see my drop kick. I, I, not to toot my own horn, I can usually get up to people's like chest and face area on most of my drop kicks yeah so when i get to the mom's like hip <laughs> to get that point it's like oh <laughs> yeah this is not looking so good for your for your boy leroy <laughs> oh no um it's interesting you bring up an interesting point though like talking about like the how and this is just a pro wrestling thing but this is like a more just overall athletics thing about the romanticizing the idea of like pushing through like injury and you know and that sort of thing as like a measure of toughness or whatever and that sort of thing and it's been interesting to see how that conversation has i don't know if it's fully changed but it's definitely like taken steps in a different direction you know i i obviously i think like the point to to look at when when talking about this is you know the hell in the cell with cody rhodes and seth rollins where cody went in with the torn pectoral and i feel like that match like really brought that conversation minute match like yeah he got hit in with a kendo stick in the torn pack like they hit the pack jesus yeah it's it's it was ridiculous when when i when i saw that and just how why he put himself in that position like and that sort of thing and and how he was able to pull that off is just you know you know we say we don't want to romanticize that but it's also just like how do you how do you do that um gotta be passion and that's my other thing too is like cody wanted to do that like and he said that he wanted to do that that was his decision and the only thing that got him sort of cleared was can it make it worse i probably not all right i'm going out there (laughs) yeah which is like not the best kind of clearance like (laughs) it's already torn i I can't tear it some more right (laughs) 
No, right. but if you overcompensate, you can tear something else. <laughs> like, right. come on. No, but but you but you bring up like the conversation around around like your moment as well. Like you not want to romanticize that sort of thing. Like, how was that conversation evolved for you personally? Like, was there a point earlier in your wrestling career where you would have been more like you know, tape it together, like go on out there, or like absolutely. I, I especially like I, I I used to say this a lot. Like I used to get uh, banged up and injured. Like, and these are little nicky knack injuries, nothing serious. Um, the most in my like first few years, just training before I even hit the road, before I was even wrestling matches against names or whomever, just training at like House of Glory. Like I just, I would, uh, we would do like, uh, like uh, collegiate wrestling drills and a, a dude who was like 250 would roll on my knee and I, I would just be like, ah, that sucked. And then I'd be home icing it. And then to show up to training the next two days later, I have it wrapped and triple wrapped and have like two knee pads on. And I just be like, all right, I'm here. I'm good to go. I'm ready to train just because I wanted to keep training and I didn't want to lose the progress that I had made, especially because like, and I tell this to all young wrestlers and if there's any young wrestlers listening, the first two years are the most formative in your wrestling career. Like you need to to train, you need to train consistently, you know, at least, at least once a week, twice a week is ideal. If you can do more than that, extra credit to you. But I, it, it's so formative for you. And I knew that going into wrestling and I felt there was a chip on my shoulder because I am a smaller dude in the business. And at the time, I was much smaller than I am now. And I was uh, 17 when I first broke in. So I had a lot to prove. And I felt like I had to prove that I wanted this. And to me, that was how you showed it, by pushing through these knick and knack injuries. Oh, man, I rolled my ankle. Just going to tape it up, tie my boots extra, extra, extra tight, and uh, hope for the best, you know? And, uh, you know, I don't, again, we don't want to romanticize those things. But I think there's a balance. Because I also do see, like, sometimes there'll be people who go to training. They're like, yeah. My back hurts. All right, I'm out of here. And I'm just like, well, you know, pain is it, it, wrestling and pain is this interesting thing because it's like you can't do this without pain. You cannot. There's no way. You know, it's it's a purposeful pain. You know, you're trying to create art. You're trying to convey something. You're trying to elicit something. You're trying to make people happy. You're trying to make people feel something. And I think that sometimes. You know, you have to you have to go through pain to, to get people there. And that's the unique, fun, unfortunate thing about our industry is like that's how it works. And I understand that. I take that seriously. But sometimes I do feel like some people don't fully understand that or don't fully take that seriously. They're just kind of like, nah, this hurts. I'm out. And it's like, well, you know, and again, this is, you know, at that level, it's called sports entertainment or whatever. And I do think it's like that. It is sports and it is entertainment. And I do think like it's got to be both because in sports, things hurt. Things suck. I forgot. I was watching an ESPN thing once and they said sports isn't good for the human body. Like, no, duh. Like, sports <laughs> yeah. good for the human body. <laughs> like, you're going to tear your ankles, your knees, your elbows. Concussions are a thing. Like, none of this is good for you. You're not supposed to do this forever. You got 20, 25 years at, at a peak level. And if you come out of there decently healthy, you won. You're good, you know? Mm. And I think it's both got to be an acceptance of that, but also an understanding of that and letting that go, hey, well, if I got 25 years to do this, then hey, let me make sure I take care of my body, but also at the same time, knowing when to push through and whatnot. And that was like the biggest thing of me, like as I got a little bit older in wrestling was, all right, what can I push through? What should I just let rest up? What can I push through? What should I just let rest up? Like, you know, uh, it's funny because I had this shoulder injury that was bothering me not too long before I got injured and not bumping, not wrestling for all this time. My shoulder feels great. There's no more click when I do this anymore. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, right. It was just wrestling. <laughs> you know, making that bad. Yeah. So no. Yeah. No, it, it makes it makes sense though. Like one of my one of my favorite things like to go to kind of like reflect on at, at times is um I remember there was a, a piece that DJ Accent Report from the Nobodies uh, yeah. wrote a while back about um about cassandro and about how like wrestling is an art form rooted in pain you know like you talked about like you have to like embrace that you are going to get hurt while to to perform to do this you know to be a wrestler but also the entire art form is around like simulated pain it's around like you know struggled art like 
the struggle to win the struggle for victory and that sort of thing um and also just like the whole idea is to sell like have the audience audience suspend their disbelief that y'all are hurting each other yeah you know like it's every every aspect of this like if you try and like divulge like the, the idea of pain away from like any aspect of pro wrestling then you lose what it's trying to communicate to you both for there's the no good stake. and bad yeah there's no stakes there's no suspense anymore yeah so like to hear to hear you describe it that way and especially like during training and like you know relating to people that are you know wanting to get into this this you know line of performance like it's it's really interesting to have like because i feel like sometimes people that are like going into it they're like oh i know like bumping is gonna hurt but they're not understanding exactly the role that pain plays like fully in like the art form itself yeah absolutely it's it's uh it, it's tough it's an interesting like i don't want to say dilemma because it's like if once you gain a sense of i don't want to say mastery but when you get really like solid and good at this obviously it's like hey bumping doesn't really hurt anymore or hey i uh most of the things i do in the ring they don't hurt i know how to protect myself i know how to protect my opponent like i'm good and then it's usually the and then it's just wear and tear stuff like i am when i hit july it'll be a full 10 years since i first started training when i was 17 years old mm. so it's been a and I've, I've besides this injury i have not taken any significant breaks from 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 wrestling so I've been going nonstop, you know, and there's been some people who take six, six, seven, eight months. This has been nonstop go for me since 2014. So for me, it's like a lot of my injuries or my pain is is wear and tear pain. Like the shoulder thing, that was something that was nagging me since I think my fourth year in wrestling. And then it would get better. Then it would kind of get re-aggravated. Then it would get better. Then it would get re-aggravated. Then it get better. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I've always just kind of had a weird left shoulder that just bugs me sometimes <laughs> no i can understand that completely um so i don't know it's just first off congrats on on coming up on 10 years that that's a obviously a milestone like number right there for you um but but yeah no it's just it's just an interesting like like sort of like thought thing to like, kind of like sit down with at, at times and, and especially like knowing that like this was your first like major injury like this too mm -hmm. in, in that time span. Um, was the time off good for you in a way? Oh, yeah. So I think the initial shock was, Oh God, um, I'm out, out. Like I remember my surgeon, I, I joked with a lot of friends of mine. I was like, Oh, he kind of, he kind of played me. He kind of worked me. <laughs> I, I went in Cause you know, you do the MRI, then they tell you, you, you tore it and you're just kind of like, no, that can't be right. So then you meet with a surgeon he, you know, he's the one who actually breaks it down and reviews it with you. And he goes, so here's an MRI, the knee, this is, this is that, this is that. You see how the ACL connects here. Da, 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 da. And I was like, okay, that, that doesn't look too bad. And he was like, huh? Oh no, that's a healthy knee. This is your knee. <laughs> you see the main difference? And I was like, well, it's missing the thing there. He's like, yeah, that was your ACL. And I was like, oh, oh. He's like, yeah, you completely tore it, kiddo. And I was just like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I'm just getting sick jollies. <laughs> um, and, you know, so it was a lot of shock in the beginning because I didn't, you know, in my head, my wrestling for too long, pushing through pain head, I was like, if I tore my ACL, it would have been way worse. I would have been crying on the floor and sobbing and dry heaving. Like, come on now. Like, this, this, this is even like the worst bump I've taken. Like, come on now. <laughs> bumping on concrete sucks more than that <laughs> i i can imagine <laughs> so um i think initially it was really tough for me to swallow and then i took a little bit of time to really like the the first two three months besides the actual injury it was a lot of assessing and really thinking to myself like god this this really sucks like i this thing that it was a big part of my identity and is a big part of my identity i need to take a break from it and in my head was like, I kind of don't really want, even want to be around it right now. I, I don't want to be that bitter dude who's in the crutches, glaring from the crowd, like evil eyes. Like it should have, like Dolph Ziggler should have been me <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. I, I really detest that. I really detest the folks in wrestling who do stuff like that. And I, I was like, I felt that way. I didn't want to make it anybody else's problem. 
So I was like, let me step back for a little bit. And I even took a break from watching wrestling, you know, and I was like, let me watch other things. Let me hang out with my friends who aren't in wrestling. Let me kind of step back from that, focus on the other stuff I got going on in my life. And it was really good. And then, you know, uh, I think it was uh, Backlash in Puerto Rico. My friends, like my non-wrestling friends, they were like, yo, Bad Bunny's wrestling on a wrestling show. Yo, let's go to your place and let's watch it. And I was like, I don't really fine whatever and they watched it at my place and like the magic was there the, the show was was great top to bottom but also my friends getting so excited my my favorite thing in wrestling is always seeing new fans being created by wrestling because i think wrestling is such a perfect art form because it can hit everything at its best it can hit everything i just think sometimes the issue is that we leave a lot of money on the table wwe always leaves a lot of money on the table AEW always leaves a lot of money on the table but when it's done right you can take anybody who channel flicks and you can capture their attention. And that's what that show did. All just because Bad Bunny, one of the biggest music stars, was wrestling in a street fight. <laughs> and also that fucking entrance he had was amazing. Like, it was kind of oh, crazy. Yes. My God. <laughs> like, I got chills thinking about it. I was like, whoa, like, this this is going too hard. And, like, I don't even need to see the rest of the match yet. <laughs> um, And then I was like, okay, let me, I, I want to start watching wrestling again. So then I started watching it. And then it made the PT and the rehabbing and the working out a lot better. It got my my brain working again. It got me creatively flowing again. And I was just like, oh man, this is this is what I needed. This is the resurgence I kind of wanted. And then slowly, I think by the end of last summer, I started watching the independence again because I wasn't watching the indies. I think because the bitterness wouldn't come from watching WWE or AEW. While I have some friends there. I don't really look at them as my peers. I look at them as like my, my predecessors. I look at them as people who came before me. The Indies is a bunch of my peers, people who started with me or started after me or whatever, you know? And I was like, okay, going to try to watch the Indies. Don't want to get bitter. Don't want to get jaded. Don't want to feel like, oh, that should be me or that guy. Sucks. Like, I don't want to do that. And it didn't happen that way. I was like, okay, okay. <clears throat> and my thought was, okay, this is where I could see myself being in this place, or this is how I could, pitch myself to this place or this is a story that I could be in or this is something that I think could make sense doing this like that and then my brain and I was like oh man oh this is feeling good this is feeling organic again this is what I was already doing before this is what I think a lot of us independent talents do you know to kind of psych ourselves up and get ourselves excited for an opportunity or to pitch an idea and you know I had a lot of good friends telling me not to rush this uh I was I've gotten tired of hearing wrestling's not going anywhere and it's like yes i know wrestling's not going anywhere but i want to be in wrestling i want to be there so you know it, it was it was very much like a, i was going to always take my time i enjoyed being able to heal up my body i enjoyed just feeling the progress in my leg i again i couldn't walk i, I literally couldn't walk for like the first two three months at least not like without any like you know assistance the knee brace or the crutches and you know, being able to just walk regularly and not feel pain or discomfort, being able to run, then being able to jump and then being able to like do dynamic workouts or whatever movements, you know, like my knee doesn't still feel exactly how it did before, which is normal. You know, they say it's going to be a full year before it feels normal, but I'm like, this is the best I felt in a while. And I'm taking it. I'm running with it. Like I, I feel secure. I feel good. I'm like, the, the the wrestling mind is not turned off and it's like all right the body's been working hard too and i'm excited to to have, hop back in the ring and put them together <laughs> no i i can definitely understand the excitement especially you know when you've been out of the ring for, for as long as you have and you know hearing you describe it they're like just seeing like you know obviously like the gears turning again but also just like the excitement of kind of in a way like rediscovering like the magic of, yeah. of what pro wrestling can give um, in that way. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to LGBT in the ring. I'm just going to take a quick break here to let you know uh, ways that you can support the show and say thank you to some very rad people that help make this show uh, as amazing as it is. Um, first off, if you would like to support the show, we are on Patreon now, patreon.com slash LGBT ring pod, multiple tiers there for everyone that feels so moved to support this show. We've got numerous, uh, 
patron benefits over there, uh, including bonus shows that are going to be coming out on a monthly uh, roundtable of those sort of things. So uh, definitely go over and check us out. Uh, again, patreon.com slash LGBTRingPod. Every single dollar that is uh, pledged there to support the show is very, very humbling, and we thank you. We also have a, a merch store over on Brainbuster Tees. Go to brainbustertees.com and search LGBT in the ring. Uh, you got t-shirts, tank tops, all kinds of good stuff. And, you know, always looking at some new things as well. But uh, definitely check us out on Brainbuster Tees there as well. You can follow the show on social media as well. We're everywhere um, that we have accounts. We're at LGBT RingPod. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, co-host <laughs> Mastodon, whatever we're there. Uh, so follow the show there. You can follow me at Wonderboy OTM on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. We also want to give a huge thank you to Sarah and the Safe Word for the show's theme, uh, Formula Six 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 from the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, or you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp. Another great way to support the show uh, is over at independentwrestling.tv. Check out IWTV for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. You can use our code LGBTRingPod or visit uh, the URL, tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT. And uh, whenever you, uh, as long as you use that code to open your account and keep that active, we get a kickback from IWTV. So your subscription to watch all the great wrestling that we talk about on this show uh, goes to support the show as well. Thumbs up there. Of course, if you want to read more of my pro wrestling writing, you can check out outsports.com. And if you are into video games, I also co-host a video game news uh, Twitch stream every Monday at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. It's called the Mr. Video Game Super Show. Um, I co-host that with uh, two dear friends and Twitch streamers, uh, Slacker Kite and Lady Merwin. Um, just run through the, the week's gaming news or we throw on a game and play and just have fun and be dumb. It's it's great. But uh, you can check that out every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific over at twitch.tv slash Entertainment. Sun like the star. With that said, let's get back to the show. So... You mentioned like, you know, not wanting to be like the bitter vet, like on the side with the crutches, like, you know, eyeballing people at shows. When, when was the first time that you went to a, sh a show like in person? Um, I think it was over the summer. I went to do a uh, commentary for Invictus. Uh, I think it was uh, We Outside. I think it was in July or August. I want to say August. And um, I was invited by Invictus to do commentary for their show. And, you know, so I accepted it because, you know, wasn't gonna bother me and it was very it was local it was in it was within the five boroughs i didn't even like you know didn't cost me anything to travel there so <clears throat> you know I, I it was good to see people there a lot of people checked up on me a lot of people were like hey leroy what's going on how are you man da, da, da. hey you've been kind of a ghost and i'm like well i've kind of just been keeping to myself you know it's and you know like trying to explain to people that like, i'm naturally introverted you know and i've told people this many many times and i feel like People think because I'm a very kind, very uh, talkative, very, you know, like I, I like I like people. I'm just introverted. And I think some people don't understand the two because they're like, oh, if you're introverted, you must not like people. And it's like, no, I love people. I just have a battery. I just don't exactly. always <laughs> engage with people. I love I love talking to people, new people, old people, whatever. I just, you know, if I have an opportunity to kind of sit to myself and kind of be left to my own devices, I will take that eight times out of 10. And, you know, when I got injured, that was kind of my opportunity to kind of take that time to be within myself and kind of focus on myself and work on myself like internally. And, you know, I, I had to explain to so many people like, uh, it's nothing personal. I'm sorry. Love y'all. I just needed the time and space. And then it was all good. And they were just asking me, Hey, what were you playing? And I was just like, shit ton of persona five, shit ton of persona five. <laughs> I think I'm up to like 215 hours in it now. No, I mean, I'm not surprised whenever you don't have anything else going on. Like whenever you're sitting there, like, you know, not being able to walk, like, of course, like, what are you also going to do? It, it... <laughs> yeah, yeah. it makes sense. 
Uh, I asked I asked that mainly because, you know, like, especially on the independent scene, and obviously this is, you know, true for any, like, wrestling space, I think. But especially on the independent scene, there's this, like, intense sense of community between people, mm. between whether it be, like, between the wrestlers themselves or, like, wrestlers and fans because of the close proximity and, like, some of the, the barriers that aren't present for, like, if you go to a WWE show or an AEW show between like fan, like fan interaction and stuff like that um was that was that community aspect of of like the pro wrestling space something that you noticed yourself missing during the recovery process yes and yes and no i think that i actually learned about the sense of community uh really well actually during this time period because when I first got hurt and when I, when I announced the injury, like I, there was so much love coming from so many different directions. And, you know, uh, there was there was other shows after the Invictus show that I went to. Um, like I went to Ashe Wrestling um, in Atlanta, Darius Lockhart's company. Mm-hmm. And uh, sorry, North Carolina. I don't know why I said <laughs> Atlanta. I, keep saying I mean, it may... As someone who used to live in Atlanta, it makes sense if the default thought is Atlanta for some for a show like I say. <laughs> completely different, different, completely different state, but whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, and even going there, I was like seeing people. So many people were just coming up to me, like you know, and I was just there to hang out. I was just there to watch the show and support. And so many people there were just like, "Yo, Leroy, like it's so good to see you. I'm so glad you're walking. How are you feeling? You when you're coming back? Yo, when we get in the ring?" And it just that sense of community like felt like really powerful and. This is coming from people who you don't normally see. And, you know, I was down south. It's people that maybe I like we were mutuals on Twitter. But like, I remember I had an hour long conversation with this dude who I never met um, outside of like, and we never met outside of Twitter. You know what I mean? And like, it was just beautiful because I had even forgotten that he had reached out to me when I got hurt and he had sent me a message and he was like, yeah, man, I also tore my ACL. If you need anything, you need any advice, I got you, blah, blah, blah. I could even send you the link of my knee, like where my knee braces or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I never took him up on that offer because, again, super introverted, my bad. Um, but uh, we had a really good conversation after that, you know, and like I uh, I just think stuff like that is beautiful. And I'm like, damn, that's that's really fucking cool. And um, that's community to me, you know, and like, you know, since I've been back, I've, I've been to like a few um, uh, queer uh, QPO shows as well. I've been in the crowd for some of those. Um, we are wrestling shows I've been in the crowd for and just seeing people there, seeing people, seeing my friends, seeing some of my old students, seeing peers of mine doing well and me just being happy for them and feeling that community because I'm a big believer that like, hey, like you you get what you what you put out. And if you put out positivity, if you put in the work, it'll come back to you, you know, and it's like, hey, I'm putting in the work with the rehab. I'm doing my own thing. My work right now isn't in the ring. It's outside of it. But once I'm done with this work outside the ring. There's no doubt I'll be in it. And my, the way I've attacked the work, I'm like, I'm going to be in there same level I was before. And I'm aiming to be even better than before. Mm. Obviously, like, it's a long, <laughs> it's a long time to kind of sit there and, you know, recover and like rediscover these things and kind of reflect on a lot of aspects there. You talk about like coming back with a a new big game, Leroy, like what was, what was it like when in those moments where you were like, you had the chance to kind of reflect on like, okay, this was big game Leroy before. What is big game Leroy now? Like how did, how did the, like the idea of the persona kind of change for you in a way? I, I think that it's still, it's still ever changing because I think that I need to hit the ring and I need to see how I feel and see how I am. And that is both persona and both as real as it gets. Mm-hmm. I have only I have very limited dates that I've announced, and that is incredibly intentional. That's almost taboo in the world of independent pro wrestling because we're supposed to fill up our calendars with as much dates as possible. And it's not because of the injury. I mean, yes and no. It's more so because I'm like, hey, these are the companies that like I really want to make sure that uh, you know, they well, one, they reached out to me. And also two, it's also like I want to make sure that I'm in the best space of prioritizing the quality first. And making sure that I can still provide quality instead of just quantity. Because I felt like there's been times in my career where I just spread myself too thin. And I was like, okay, I got this Friday 
wrestling in the Bronx. And then I'm going to go do this thing with MV in Pittsburgh. And then I'm going to run back Sunday and then do a no ring. And, and, and then like, I'm just dead by Sunday. And it's like, that's the grind. And I don't want to sound like I'm complaining about it because that's what I signed up for. I, I, I can't <laughs> complain about something that I signed up for and something that I love. But if I can put out more quality and focus on maintaining that quality as I get busier, that's what I'm focused on is like, okay, how do I ha take three dates that I have over the next two months and then make sure those are peak quality of big game lure, the best big game lure you will see both in the promos, both in the in-ring, both in the post-show, whatever, and then make sure that that carries over constantly, even as I get busier and busier. Um, that's kind of my focus right now. As the character changes, like, because I think that a lot of people are noticing that there's going to be some shifts in me because I'm different, you know, and I'm, I'm different after this. And I think early on in my injury, I was like, oh, no, I'm different. Oh, no. What does that mean? And it's like, no, that's that's OK. I'm a different dude. And that's perfectly fine. I mean, I got a piece of hard plastic in my knee now, like <laughs> I help but be a little <laughs> different. Um, And that's not a bad thing. I mean, you know, and I'm I'm excited to show people new aspects of myself, new aspects of where my focus and my mentality is, and just my creativity. Because I think that you talked about my adaptability, and to me, it's also like I just I like I like creating new stuff, and I like focusing on what new things I can do. You know, um, I've always been mesmerized by the the intersect of video games and wrestling. And I feel like it's a nice little Venn diagram, but I'm always focused on, I can get more out of it. I can get more. <laughs> and, you know, I think without spoiling too much, I think you're going to see me. I've figured out ways to squish that even further together. Um, <laughs> if my return video package wasn't enough of a hint. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I, I think that is a, a pretty good sign of things <laughs> to come in a way. <laughs> No, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why I like, you know, obviously like there's always the the I think like the like the um what am I trying to think of? I'm trying to think of a word and it's not coming to me. There's like the like like surface level like aspect of like, oh, big game Leroy is like a wrestler who wrestles while with a switch, right? Like that's the that's the thing that is always gonna be in, in like gonna pull people in and intriguing because it's something that you have never seen before. But then like underneath that, like you talk about like wanting to like expand this Venn diagram, you wanted to find ways of like having these two like art forms kind of meld together in a way. Like I think that's whenever you get to like these deeper levels of creativity that you speak to, right? Like I haven't seen anybody like what you and MV did for the uncanny like wrestlers take Manhattan <laughs> thing, where you're literally like it's literally a fighting game. Yeah. Y'all have health bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is still easily one of the most fun, most proud projects that I've ever been a part of. And I, I say this, like that that only happened because of the pandemic. If it wasn't the pandemic and you just booked Big Game Leroy versus MV at Uncanny Attractions, we would have just fought on the ring. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, you take the the negative with the with the good, you know. Unfortunately, the pandemic forced a lot of us to do cinematics and stuff like that, close set tapings, and voila, you got you got something very different because of it. <laughs> no, but I think like that's a that's I think you know obviously like that's stuff that pro wrestling needs more of in a way, like not necessarily like more of like cinematic stuff, but more like outside of the box thinking. Yeah, more yeah. ways to like bring new eyes onto things because I mean you're always searching for 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 new eyeballs, right? But I don't know. It's just interesting to like see how how well you have been able to to do that through like all the various aspects that you've done, and also not to mention that like you can like the, the character big game Leroy can be very like you know whimsical in a way at times, but also <laughs> like you know seeing obviously the stuff that you did with Max Zero at Wrestlers Lab that's kind of set up this this ten person tag like. Or this temper, I don't know if it's a tag really because you can you really have a tag match if it's fans bring the weapons anyway. Um, <laughs> but like this 10 person match, teams, like there's teams, we're all beating each exactly. other up and jumping each other, exactly. But like you, you had a chance to like show like more of like the serious side of big game Leroy through this max zero, um, issue and that sort of thing. Like, is that something that 
is that something that you like feel good about like surprising people with considering how the big game Leroy character has been um like kind of taken over the years yeah i i kind of enjoy that because i think that you know i'm a big uh it's not going to be a huge surprise i'm a big mcu fan and i've always thought that the mcu is very objectively like if i i, I tell this to everybody a million times the biggest money maker over the last 15 years has been marvel and their default is comedy like you, no one can ever tell me otherwise. Their default is comedy. They make you laugh. They make you go, "Oh, Captain America's funny. Iron Man is funny." So that when you get that dramatic face off with Thanos, Iron Man is still cutting jokes. He's still making jokes in the face <laughs> of this guy that can snap the universe in half. So when people look at me and they go, "Well, why, why are you not serious?" I'm like, "Well, they, they did that." So it's like as long as you're doing it within the realms of your character, and as long as you're not insulting people's intelligence that's what i've always said as long as you're not insulting people's intelligence and it makes sense in line with what you've already shown them then yeah do with the things yeah i'm a i'm a little bit of an aloof character sometimes i'm focused more on my game than my i am in my opponent usually it's not personal sometimes it is sometimes the game <laughs> i'm playing is really interesting sometimes i'm more interested in you know the, the name of the game is beating up my opponent you know, it, 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 it's different stories for different opponents, for different companies, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think the fun of it is the surprise. Like, there was a wrestler's lab, uh, I think it was one of the Alchemy episodes. Um, and, you know, I remember I was facing Aaron Ash, who was one of my opponents. And I remember the biggest moment, because um, I know it was a taping, but there were some fans in the audience. And the big moment was, bell rings. I look up to him. I see him. I, I size him up give my switch to the ref and the fans go, Oh, this is going to be a real fight. <laughs> if Leroy puts his switch down the moment, the bell rings. Oh no. Nah. And they, it's like, they forgot that this dude is twice my size can bench like 500 pounds. They stopped caring. Cause they were like, Oh, if Leroy puts down his switch, it's over for you. Like you messed up. You did something wrong. <laughs> oh, and I, and I love like, moments like that whether it be you know simply character based or just like you know story and that sort of thing like it's just that's that's the beauty of pro wrestling is whenever you can get fans to like think like to have that reaction to have that thought process of just like oh we're putting the switch away this person is like done for like yeah. like I, I just I, I love moments like that um obviously like you have wrestlers lab coming up um, on the 18th, but you've also been announced for a return to Invictus Pro Wrestling, which obviously is another promotion that is important to you, your longest reigning social media champion there at the company. Um, and you're getting to come back on their comeback show on March 22nd. Like, how important is it for you to, to step back into an Invictus ring? No, especially knowing that the company, like, you know, took that long sabbatical and is now like coming back at the same time that you are. Yeah. Um, I was um, also caught off guard when the company went on sabbatical and stuff like that. Um, but at the same time, I look at comebacks as an opportunity to reset, to be better, to grow and really spread your wings. And I'm excited to be back in the fold. I'm excited for the, the company to come back, not just with the show in March, but also another show in May. And I'm just super excited. Um, I don't know who my opponent is yet, but <laughs> either way, they're going to get my best energy because, listen, if it's the comeback show... Leroy's come back to Invictus. And like you just said, uh, I'm the longest reigning champion in the company's history. And I take that very seriously. Invictus is a company that I was lit before I got injured. I was literally on every single show. And, you know, going forward, I don't plan on missing any other shows. So <laughs> I'm very excited to, uh, to, be, to be back and to help uplift Invictus into a new era of Invictus. Because I know the sabbatical is definitely like a, okay, took a hard reset. Now we need to get started moving again. And I'm excited to see where we move to. No, I, I'm I'm excited as well. You know, Invictus is another company that we've sponsored here on the show in the past. And, you know, yeah. we're, I'm happy. I'm happy that they're back. I'm also happy just that there are more, because like I, more options independent wrestling wise within like the five boroughs as well, yes. because I feel like that's something that obviously like that we have, there are obviously some promotions there that, that run, but, you know, it's always interesting to, to look at New York and like realize like, like, there should be more like it feels like there should be more companies like running in New York. I know there's like the commission stuff that, you know, I've seen Logan yeah, Black talk about dicey. a lot. <laughs> yeah, it, it's tricky. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, I uh, 
it's that venues are expensive like doing anything in new york city is crazy expensive if you think our rent's expensive imagine trying to throw a wrestling show on a friday oh, or saturday God. night i can only imagine lord <laughs> but one of the, the cool things that you have been able to do there obviously you brought it up before you know the qpo shows and and t2t down in brooklyn like i know you've worked down there with with them um at times over the over the last couple of years and one of the cool things i really love about t2t is just how inclusive and how like so many queer pro wrestlers have come through there whether to train or to help train people yourself included because i feel like <laughs> i feel like not a lot of people know that you're part of the community um mm -hmm. fan wise at least you know because you know you're not one of the you're not somebody that puts that out there all the time about yourself um and that sort of thing um I'm just curious to ask you, like, you know, being around that environment in T2T, going out to Pittsburgh with MV and what he's building with T2T Pittsburgh, yeah. like, what's it been like for you as part someone that's part of the community to see, like, firsthand how the the number of identities from our community continues to grow within the pro wrestling space? It's pretty cool. Like, when I feel like when I broke in, I felt like it was still very taboo, which is so wild to think in 2014 it's taboo for a queer wrestler to exist in 2014, but it, it did still feel that way. Um, and for myself, it's just a matter of like kind of figuring out my own sense of, cause I always looked at myself as like, Oh, that's like more of a personal thing. And that doesn't necessarily need to be in my art form. And that wasn't a knock on like anybody else, particularly like, um, like Sunny Kiss is a, is a, is a friend of mine and I really enjoy Sunny Kiss's work. And I was like, Oh, well that makes sense for Sunny because that bleeds into everything Sunny's doing. And it's, it's beautiful. Big Game Leroy, it doesn't really matter about his sexuality for the sake of his character, right? Like, it does, I don't think it matters in that sense. And it was, and it was, and it was through T two T actually that made me kind of think differently. Where I was like, okay, no, I think it does matter for 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 that to be out there. It does matter for that to be known, you know, so to speak. Because it's like, oh, like if people can look at somebody and be like, oh, that person identifies similarly to me, or that person is out there identifying a certain way. That makes sense. Okay. I, I, I like that, you know, and seeing representation, regardless of how it looks or regardless of how it, it skews. Um, I think another thing I wanted to avoid was like, oh man, like, you know, is, 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 is it, is it, is it queer baiting? Is it, am I queer enough? You know? And it's like, you don't want to, you don't want to avoid that. Like, Hey, if I, if I have a girlfriend, am I going to just be told, Hey, he's not like, you know, and it's like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, mm -hmm. you don't want to, you don't want to deal with stuff like that. You know? And I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to put myself out there, but it was really like having a lot of students who were just so unapologetically themselves and just watching that. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll put it out there. And like, if people catch on to it and people ask and people want to have the conversation, I will happily jump in as we are now and yes. you know but i also was very much like a and, and this is just me as always like i'm a very uh personally private person um and it's like i felt like that was more of a private thing and not necessarily associated with wrestling but now i do feel like hey there's a power to putting that in my art form because then it can let people really if that, if that can help people in any way then I'll fucking do it, you know? And that was the thing that made me go like, damn, okay. Like, it, it, it's a little bit bigger than than wrestling and a little bit bigger than video games. And I, I think that that perspective, especially as I've gotten older, has really helped to reform that because I was just like, oh, well, does, does people need to know Big Game Leroy's band? Like, does that matter? And it was like, oh no, it does, you know? It does. And I, I think coming to that over the last, I think it was like maybe about two, three years ago, I was really like, yeah, actually, no, that is the right way to think about that that's really helped me and informed a lot about me. Hmm. And like to that point as well, like I think one of the cool things about this like evolution and the presentation of queer identities and and the, obviously the growth of queer identities in the space is is also the the change in how we feel that we have to present ourselves. Yeah, right? Cuz like for the longest time like if you were like if you were like the gay wrestler like you go out there and you just be the gay wrestler, but now like especially on the independence like where you have agency over how you present yourself like it like you don't have to like subscribe to these these sort of things like you can gauge how how much you want to put stuff out there you gauge where like that fits into character because like obviously like being queer is not the sole part of one's identity you yeah. know and obviously that plays into like aspects of the of the character and the persona that you're putting out there in the ring too like so I mean, I feel like that's a like a very logical like path 
that that you described there and it's really cool to see like how these like young people that are coming like coming into the space now like are, that are brand new to it that are just like feeling comfortable enough to just be who they are like especially coming out of t2t like there's some personalities yeah. coming out of that yes yeah. <laughs> they're just they're just brave and they're like and i don't even mean that about just being out and queer like just in general like they they will take all the risks creatively and i just love it because i think in wrestling sometimes the old guard is like no don't take too many risks don't rock the boat play it safe learn the discipline learn the and it's like yes 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 but also take the fucking risks do something new if everybody's drawing black and white damn it do purple you know mm -hmm. how do you learn if you don't take risks exactly right? how does how do things change if you don't take risks right and that's that's there to me like i've always felt like there's a lot of really young fresh energy coming out of there that's going to permeate through the wrestling scene like give it five ten years it takes time sometimes for it to really translate but i think that there's a lot of vibrant characters and a lot of vibrant young people coming out of there and coming out of ttt pittsburgh as well coming out of really the wrestling scene in general that i think that people are really going to be seeing like really make an impact on the way that we look at the independence no, I'm I'm right there with you. Like and and I'm here for it all the way. I love keeping my eyeballs on these things. So this is really cool. And it's been really cool to have the chance to sit down and, and chat a bit with you, Leroy, yeah. ahead of your big comeback here on the 18th. Like I'm excited for you. I wish I could be there in person. Uh, uh unfortunately <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna be able to, but um it seems like it's gonna be a really fun show. I'm glad that you you're on that you're coming back and because I feel like there's been a gap with with no big game Leroy in the wrestling oh, space yeah. for the last year. So yeah, I'm excited for you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And listen, you may not be there in person, but I'll feel you feel your spirit. And listen, um you tell you know maybe the fan will give me a weapon and I'll be like this is for Brian and I'll bash Max Zero's brains in with it. <laughs> hey, I'm I would be honored. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> you you got it. That sounds like a request. I'll take there it. There we go. There we go. Well, Leroy, thank you again for taking the time to to come on the show. Let everybody know where they can find you online and uh, obviously what you have coming up. Yeah. So um, you can follow me on Twitter. Still calling it Twitter. Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Big Game Leroy. Um, you can also shop for my merch at ProWrestlingTees.com slash by Big Game Leroy. And if you want to add me on Facebook, I guess, if we use that app still, I only use it for my grandma. Uh, you can add me at Leroy Green, I guess. I sometimes remember to post there. And um, yeah, you can catch me at Wrestler's Lab in about a week, 10 days. I think it's 10 days. February yeah. 18th, Richfield Park, Mecca Mayhem, Show Bunga 2. It's going to be really fun. Yeah. And then also you can catch me March 22nd. I think I got the date right. Okay. Uh, I'm really bad with dates. Uh, for Invictus, for my big return there, I do not have a match announced yet, but it will be in New Jersey. And I hope you guys show up to both of those dates because I'm really excited to show you what uh, what I got cooking up for you guys. Oh, I'm excited as well. I'm looking forward to it for sure. Thank you again, Leroy. No problem. My thanks once again to Leroy for taking the time to to come on the show and chat all about, you know, their experience through this, you know, very trying time that has definitely, you know, been a source of empowerment, you know, in terms of like coming back from the injury and getting back into the ring this weekend. It's gonna be really awesome to see. I you know, if if there's a if there's a shot where somebody gets hit with a GameCube and, and it's and Leroy says that's for Brian. I'll take it. <laughs> I'm not like I said before. I'll be honored. Uh, we'll we'll see though. We'll see how that goes. That that fans bring the weapons match is going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, that's going to do it for us this week. Before we get out of here though, do you have to talk a little bit about Patreon? Because like I said on on Twitter um, yesterday when we announced Big Game Leroy as our guest, finally the January episode of Required Reading is up on the Patreon or will be up uh, today. Hollis and I are looking at Jumbo Saruda versus Cactus Jack from 1991 in All Japan alongside the 1986 cult classic, two, one of our favorite movies of all time, honestly, Night of the Creeps. That is going to be up on the Patreon, patreon.com slash LGBT ringpod um, today. 
and we're we're putting together the February episode now. I do apologize once again for the the, the tardiness on that. There's just stuff's been going on, y'all. But it's up, it's up, um, or will be up later today for everyone at the five dollar tier. There, of course, if you want to listen to required reading and our monthly bonus shows. Uh, you can subscribe at the $5 tier over at patreon.com slash lgbtringpod. Of course, if you subscribe at the $3 tier, you get to join the roster of lovelies as well. You know, the, the names that get shouted out on every episode of this show, like Zach Walker, Alex E., Val Capone, and Jerry Legend. Uh, you can, you know, obviously join that and, and support us over there at patreon.com slash lgbtringpod. Of course, if you can't financially support us, totally understand that. Word of mouth, rate and review, all that good stuff that helps out the show tremendously as well. And we cannot thank all of y'all enough for the support that y'all have shown us over the last year. We're coming up on about a year since we took the show independent. Um, and it's just been amazing to, to see the response from, from people and to continue to see the support that we've seen. Like, truly cannot thank y'all enough. Um, yeah. But that's going to do it for this week. So until next week, y'all stay messy, wash your hands, wear your mask, get vaccinated and boosted if at all possible. Same goes for monkeypox. And I don't know if y'all saw Uncanny, but a CJC might be dying. I don't know. I... Give me the deal with the demon